Hello, I'm Noah Hardwick, and you're listening to the I Know a Guy podcast, the show where we discuss the difficulties of curating Christian music with guests while discovering new music along the way. Joining me today is Garrett Godfrey of the Christian uh, Crowdfunding Christian Music Podcast. So Garrett, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what it is you do with the Crowdfunding Christian Music Podcast? Sure, yeah. I've been uh, helping folks find great music for, gosh, 25 years now. I've been uh, just an ordinary employee in the music department of a Christian bookstore way back in the mid-90s, early 90s, and went from that to uh, being the music buyer, deciding what was in the stores. And of course, the retail world has completely changed, and that, that is all kind of falling apart these days. Yeah, I saw um, that as, the yeah. family Christian bookstores had like closed yeah. all their stuff. So it really has just uh, it, it's changed. And I totally I'd, I'd, I'd stepped out of the the retail side back in 2001 um and even still was, you know, regularly what do you like? I want to show you something that you might like um just with friends and family and extended family and um was still very passionate about uh connecting people with music that they would love. And um, I'd gotten involved with crowdfunding. I want to say my first campaign I ever backed was probably the Lifesavers. Um, it was the Indiana Summer or Indian Summer project that became the Heaven High album, I think. When, when um, was that? that? Four, five years ago, maybe. Um, it's It's been a while back. I, I think that's the first one that I've got in my Kickstarter history. But um I'd always done like the pre-orders if, if right. they had it back when it was just website or mail order. And it was actually a an out of the gray campaign several years ago that I, I missed. I found out about it after the fact that made me think somebody's got to have a podcast or a blog or a column or something. And I found a few, like Jesus Freak Hideout has a section yeah. about Kickstarters and the guys over at Rock and Hard Place would mention campaigns sometimes. And so I found a few things here and there, but nobody really like drilling down and digging out all of it. So I tried to talk a couple other people into doing the show that I would want to listen to and I just couldn't get any traction for them to do it. So I ended up doing the show myself. Um, and it's been going since February of... 15. So a couple years. Um, it's, it's had some fits and starts. You know, I had, uh, months where I'd go without an episode just because the work schedule gets too crazy, but, uh, it's intended to be a weekly show where I'm covering campaigns going on right now for Christian music. And it's a wide variety. So genre wise, it's everything from death metal to, ambient to acapella to southern gospel to bluegrass to country to um, techno to retro to reissues um, electronica I mean just uh, across the spectrum but um, I'm looking for stuff that's good so if it's just you know I'm learning how to write songs give me money (laughs) no no Um, if it's you know, we we have this eight-year-old, and she's incredibly talented. Uh, probably not, but right. if it's if it's quality, um, even if I'm not necessarily into acapella music, if it's done well, and it's Christian music that's done well and excellent and deserves some attention, I'll I'll cover it. Um, my definition for like what I mean by Christian music is is kind of broad. So it does include the folks who are musicianaries who are very ministry focused 
you know, Keith Green, Steve Camp uh-huh. kind of folks that are, um, you know, we're either uh, ministering to the church, and this is music to equip the church, or it's we're ministering to the world, and we're going to do shows in pubs and festivals, but it's it's very ministry-oriented. Uh, but it'll also cover folks like Over the Rhine, and, um, you know, they're not a, a ministry-focused band, but they're believers, and that that influences their music quite a bit. So it's a pretty broad spectrum. My approach is I'm going to cover the stuff I like or the stuff that I think is excellent and needs some spotlight and, you know, use your own discernment. I put timestamps in the podcast. So if you don't like the the segment on acapella, that's okay. No hard feelings. Just skip to the next bit. Yeah, that, <laughs> you know, I'll, it's one of the so, great things about podcasts is you can kind of skip around to wherever you want in the podcast. And when you've got a nice little timestamp in there it makes it really easy to do that <laughs> exactly yeah so it's 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 becoming the show that i wanted to listen to uh when i couldn't find one that was covering that so yeah. and honestly i think you may still be one of the only people that's really covering the whole crowdfunding segment i mean there's definitely people that are covering it like in their news section like at jesus freak hideout and uh, Jesus Wired and Indie Vision and even new release today occasionally. But I don't know of anybody else that's actually like putting together a list of all the active campaigns in Christian music other than you. It's it's pretty time consuming as well. Um, I have uh, right now probably like 30 tabs open in Chrome because I was just before we were talking go and hit the Kickstarter page to see what was new. And then I'll, I'll do the same with Indiegogo and the same with Pledge. And so, um, you know, some of them will be names I'll recognize. So Daniel Amos is reissuing Horrendous Disc. You know, Jimmy Abegg is doing a, a campaign about the life of Rich Mullins. I mean, I know those names right away. But then there are these other artists like The Asking or um, The Mosleys where uh-huh. I – I don't know them until I go through their campaign and start reading about them and go to their website and read about them and realize, oh, they were on Escape to the Lakes, you know, side stage or whatever, and they've been played on the Under the Radar podcast. I know those guys. You know, I trust their judgment. Let me find out more about the band. Yeah, I'm totally going to cover the Mosleys or the Asking and and their campaign. So it is pretty time-consuming. One of the things I've run into – because my show is both video and audio is there's a lot of time to, to put the show together. And just because I know I may not have that solid of a chunk at once, I've created a Facebook group. It's called the crowdfunding Christian music Facebook group. And it's, it's closed, which just means you need to ask to join. Um, but that's mostly just so we're not inundated with spammers. Right. And even even with it being closed, we've had a couple people that see crowdfunding and join the group and then want to spam about uh-huh. their, you know, ashtray campaign or their coffee maker or whatever they're doing a crowdfunding campaign for. And I've just got to politely say, not really our focus. Thanks for playing. Yeah. But but, you know, we'll we'll put all of the the campaigns in there. And I've had members of the group kind of point out new campaigns before I found out about it. <laughs> so it's it's a fun place to be. So that was actually going to be one of my questions I was going to ask you is how do you find uh, your crowdfunding campaigns, any new music for that matter even really? So a lot of the the campaign stuff really is just the hard work of hitting the hitting the page, right-click, open a new tab, right-click, open a new <laughs> tab. And, and it's not everything because right now there's probably 450 campaigns 
live, just in music, right. just on Kickstarter. And I'm not reading and researching every band. There are a lot of them that I can just look at and say, no, 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 no. Some of them that I'll say, absolutely, I know, you know, because of who it is. And then the the ones in the middle that take more work. Um, you know, I'm only going to dig so long as it seems interesting to me. And then the first time I see something about, um, you know, something that's a red flag that makes me say, nope, not going to happen. Um, I've had a couple people contact me. So there was a guy in a band in Hawaii that contacted me because he found my site on the internet, just searching for crowdfunding Christian music. And you have a they were doing a campaign. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, well, it's, it's really long to type though. That's true. Um, but, but you're right. For search engine <laughs> optimization purposes, <laughs> I imagine I, you'd be like the first thing you typed in if you look for crowdfunding and Christian music. Well, your podcast name is really clever. I know a guy that Thank is you. just like awesome. Mine is the really boring, but descriptive. I mean, it, crowdfunding Christian music podcast you kind of know from the name what it's about what it's going to be yeah but but you don't have any of the like that was clever factor yeah um but i i have had a couple folks contact me to to tell me about their campaigns and that's been really exciting but i've had a couple that you know some lady in sweden or something who's just totally full-on new age and some romanian lady that wants to put out a keyboard album that's just really bad quality and Mm -hmm. You know, but what? but there have been some good stuff that and and I follow folks on Twitter. So if I see somebody I know and trust, you know, immediately start tweeting about a project. And I've had a couple friends that will Facebook message me because they know what I'm doing. They'll see something just popped up in there. And so I keep trying to drive them to post it to the Facebook group. You know, let that be from from you. You know, just post it in the right. group. Let everybody know about it. So, so that's starting to happen, too. Well, that actually brings up a, an interesting question that I've run into I, as someone who also kind of does this Christian music curation thing for indie vision music is that how do you handle uh, Christian music f- that isn't in English? So I, I have a, a couple friends from our church. My, my church um, has a, a Spanish service for the first, well, it's it's a mixed Spanish-English service for the first service. So I've got close friends that speak Spanish. So there have been a couple projects that I've found that have um, Spanish vocalists. And so I can hit Google Translate to read some stuff from the page. But then I want to know, like, is this Mary Worship full-on right. old-school Catholic? Or is this, like, Christian? Because all I know is, like, some of the words in Spanish I know are Christian words, and some of the translation came across, and I, I can't read the lyrics by listening. So I'll, I'll actually have some of my friends from church listen and say, tell me your read on this, <laughs> and, and it, would this be something I would cover? So I have covered some stuff that isn't in English, but honestly, it's, it's not very common. It seems like Kickstarter has just recently started um, making themselves available in in um, some other countries, so you have a, a little bit more, little bit more. foreign language in there. But um, you know, as far as other discovery, I don't really. Um, I mean, you can't go to the store anymore and no. just browse. There are no listening stations. The the experience for me had been I'd go to the store and then it's okay. Here's this. How do I listen? And it's pull out your phone, look them up on YouTube, and then see if if it's any good. Um, and my my local Christian independent store of, you know, they've been around for 40 years, just closed their door um, at the end of January. So that that was my 
my one remaining like local shop. Um, but a lot of it is podcast. So I listen to the antidote. I listen to frequency FM. I listen to under the radar. I listen to rock in a hard place. Um, and all of those will play music. And so I'll learn about some great bands, uh, across the gamut. Um, the, the decent Christian talk podcast, um, you know, there, there are a number that some are more interviews, some are more news, some are more just playing the songs. So, um, I'll definitely find out about some new bands that way as well. Uh, and it's tricky because I, I end up looking at my phone. It's mostly when I'm driving that I'm listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I end up looking at my phone just to see like, what time was this? So I remember to go back, go back and, and catch and that artist's yeah, that, name or something. I've had that problem with podcasts too. It's like, oh, that sounds cool. And then I don't think ever about it again because I was doing listening to it while I was doing something else. And Yeah. So, yeah, it, uh, it makes it tricky. <laughs> Let's see. What was I going to ask you? Um, so, okay. What about when you're deciding what you're going to cover with uh, your crowdfunding uh, Christian music podcast and website and Facebook page and everything? How do you decide? I guess, I guess what I would ask is, have you run into any scenarios where you found a band that fit your qualifications for Christian, but you don't want to cover them for some reason or another? Um, yeah, so I would I would say um, one focus is I want to really know that this person's uh, a believer, and that's that's kind of tricky because I don't want to give them the full on uh, what church do you go to and do you ascribe you know uh, uh, ascribe to this creed and can you agree to all these things because some random guy on the internet wants to cover you on a podcast and you need to sign this no I'm not <laughs> going to do that but I have had artists where um, Matt Hill in the UK had a campaign and it looked very interesting and he's talking about working with Martin Smith from Delirious and Army of Bones and he's mentioning some other names that I'm thinking okay, this guy has got to be a believer. And then I'm listening to his song and I'm hearing like a, a gospel message in there, but there's nothing in in his page about that at all. So I just messaged him on Facebook and I do that a lot. Um, and just said, hey, you know, you you talked about this person or this artist or you you said these key things in your campaign. Can you tell me more about that? And so if they disclose, oh yeah, I'm, you know, used to be a worship pastor, still very influencing of my music, but I don't, I want to be more like delirious and switch foot with my faith and not, you know, um, like the passion worship team. So, um, and I said, well, that's cool. I can respect that. Here's my question. I'm, I'm doing this show or this, you know, Facebook group. Um, would you rather I didn't mention you because I don't want to put you in a box that you don't want to be in, or is it okay? And whatever they say, in this in this in his case, he said, oh, no, that's great. That's cool. So I'll talk about him. And if he came back and said, no, I'd rather not have people like pigeonhole me, I'm going to respect that, and I'm not going to cover it. Um, I have had a couple where it seemed interesting, and then I dig a little deeper, and I find out, you know, the guy said, I used to believe all that. You'll see some of my old stuff online. I'm really kind of struggling with I believe that stuff anymore, so I'm probably not a good fit for you. And I was like, well, that's honest, and so I didn't cover it. Yeah. Um, other than than that, for the and so I'm not requiring like, you know, 
a certain number of Jesus per minutes, or, you know, you have to have a Bible story in one of your songs or, or that. I, I just want to know that their faith is informing their music. Um, and that could be about a, a wide variety of like your, you know, I think it was um, T-Bone Burnett that had had the quote about um, as a Christian artist, you can either sing about the light or you can sing about what you see because of the light. And, and so my, my definition is, is kind of broad like that. And I'm okay with somebody having a, a narrower view and say, I only want these. And that's great. Let me share you some great, you know, share with you some great stuff. And you can further cherry pick from that and pick the stuff that you like. It doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. But the quality thing is also important to me. So there have been people that I've seen that I just, I just don't think it's great. And I'm not sure I'm ready to say, hey, everybody, you really need to check this out. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are a lot of indie bands that I think it's cool you're doing it. I might even back it. There have been several that I'll back because I think what they're doing is cool, but I wouldn't necessarily share it with everybody. Um, now, again, I don't back everything I cover. I couldn't afford to. <laughs> um, and I don't necessarily like all the music that I cover like there, you know, I mentioned the acapella group out of like University of Pittsburgh or Pittsburgh University. Can't remember which. I'm not really a, a listener of acapella music on a regular basis, but they did it very well. And they're a Christian acapella group. I think that's kind of noteworthy. They're doing a crowdfunding campaign. If you're into acapella, man, this is for you. And you're probably not going to stumble upon that news somewhere else. So, right. you know, it's a three minute segment where I talk about where they are, what they're doing, play a clip of their music, and then I move on. And then it's, you know, I think Manifest and his rap album or whatever. One of the unique things about Christian music as a genre is that if you break it down, there are so many different genres within Christian music that you just have this huge different variation in styles, but we lump them all together. How do you it's, deal with having such a broad scope of different kinds of music? If I mean, do you listen to all of them, or are there yeah. some you're more comfortable covering than others? You know, it it very much is defined by the artist's worldview, and even then, it's a pretty broad spread. Um, and so, in a way, it's it's pretty unfair um, because for for us as listeners, it makes for an easy shortcut. Um, so, I mean, I'll be honest, growing up in, you know, junior high is when I kind of decided I'm going to be more aware and deliberate about what I'm listening to. Cause before then, you know, fourth, fifth grade, I was listening to, well, and into junior high, you know, Kiss and then Asia, Toto, um, you know, the cars, uh, you know, just rock and roll. And, uh, I got very deliberate about, I'm going to make purposeful choices about what I'm spending my time listening to and thinking about. And then it was Petra de Garmon, Key, Mylan, you know, Undercover, Striper. Um, and so it was, it was an easy shortcut for me to walk into a Christian bookstore and kind of just know anything in here is quote, okay. Um, now that left out you two and the call <laughs> and that left out, you know, other, even Christian artists, that yeah. wouldn't be there. And it also left out artists that I could still probably learn something from, 
who weren't Christians. I mean, dare I say that, like, you know, not all the the truth that the world is ever going to know will come from the mouth of a believer. Yeah, I think um, that, um... you know, so I, I get that, but, you know, so, so while there, while there is some like not Christian music I'll listen to, um, honestly, it's, it's not a lot. Um, and that's just me. And it's not something I require of like anybody else that listens to my show. That's just how I roll. Right. But, um, but I, you know, there's some, and, um, and I don't want it to become this is just, you know, the safe for the whole family kind of label. That's not what I'm targeting. I'm just if you're looking for artists that are Christians and you want to maybe support their their work as an artist and learn about what they're doing, I want to introduce you to some folks who are doing that well in a wide variety of genres. I think I used to you hit it right on the head when you said that it's music with a Christian worldview and that really encompasses what Christian music is for the most part, is it's music that's coming from that worldview of a Christian. It may not be about Christ, but it's still coming from that worldview. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's it can, there's a whole world of, of expression and life and, and stuff that an artist may want to share. And... You know, that's art, and that's okay. Um, so, yeah, as far as genres that I listen to or, or don't listen to, um, I never really quite got into the whole Screamo thing. I mean, I, I learned about my epic last year when they were doing a pre-order um, that I ended up covering. I, I found out about it, like, last minute, and I then I re- realized they're going to be in town next week. So I went to their show and I hadn't seen them <laughs> and I saw comrades and I saw, you know, and it was a lot of screamo kind of music and it was fantastic. And it's not my normal, like just pop it in, listen in the car kind of music. Um, I used to not appreciate country at all. And probably my number one pick for last year was a Canadian artist who kind of skews sort of country and, you know, her albums, it's Jaylene Johnson. Her album kind of has a country sort of vibe and I loved it. Um, so I'm finding my taste kind of changing a little as I'm getting older. Um, but I still like, I mean, I love the music I listened to when I was young. So like I got in a mood Sunday, I DJ at our church and I was, I was playing a lot of the old, like eighties new wave stuff. Cause I still love that stuff and I'll still listen to it in the car. And, um, but a lot of new bands, I mean, branches, uh, had a, a great album out last year, and I found out about them because of their pre-order, and um, and it's one of my favorites right now. So, um, yeah, I I think the truth is I was doing a lot of digging about the campaigns anyway because I always wanted to find out about new bands, and I didn't want to miss a release by a band I already knew and liked, but I found it to be a huge way to to learn about a lot of a lot of other music I would have just missed. Um, that's that's pretty much the same reason I started covering my... I make the, a list every week of all the releases in Christian music that came out that week, and I just started doing it for myself because I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to miss something if I don't try and start writing this down and remember to listen to it. And then, of course, you're like, well, I wonder if anybody else wants this, and you just start sharing it with everybody. Exactly, Yeah. 
Yeah, you've, you've got that uh, list on uh, the Reddit Christian Music subreddit, right? Yes. Yeah, that's been really helpful. And I've, I've noticed a lot of other members there will, will contribute as well and say, oh, and there was this, or oh, and there was that. Um, now, I will confess, um, I'm not a huge fan of just like, somebody came out with a single. I mean, right. Honestly, my, my attitude is, Oh, how nice for them. I'll wait till the project's released to check it out. You know, I I felt the same way about that about two years ago. And what really changed that for me was, I guess, getting Spotify. And now I almost enjoy seeing a new single from an artist as much as I do an album. Because it's just like, oh, cool. It's a new single. I'm going to grab it. I'm going to throw it in my, my active listening playlist that I keep, you know, my top 40 favorite songs on. And on top of that... I also like the album aspect of it. I, I usually prefer listening that way, but there are so many artists now that release like one-off singles, like especially like in the like EDM type genre where yeah. you don't release a whole album. So yeah, that's I, true. I like, I guess the reason I, part of the reason I continue covering those and not just full length albums is because I, I don't want to like just throw out these awesome singles that are never going to get put on an album just because they're in this genre that doesn't, make albums anymore or ever really. Um, oh no, I, I wouldn't ever suggest to drop it. Cause I think that's great. I mean, if anything, it gives you a taste of, Oh my goodness, this artist is working on something new Yeah, and, and you're totally right about electronic music. I mean, that's, that's very, it's always been singles driven. And even if an artist didn't have enough for both sides of a vinyl, I mean, you're going to have a split LP where, you know, this side is that track and this side's the other track. And I mean, DJ vinyl's always been singles driven. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, it was really Spotify that really changed that. Cause I, before that Spotify, I would never buy singles. I just couldn't bring myself to do it, but I would pre-order an album as soon as they announced it. But I think Spotify has really changed my view on the single as something that, Oh, I can just grab this and put it in with other music. Whereas before I would have just ignored it. So I've got a couple questions for you. If I can turn the tables, sure. A bit. Yeah. Uh, first, do you do you use Bandcamp as a place to buy music? I was at one point. I was buying a lot of stuff on there, mostly from independent artists. Um, yeah. Lately, I've moved more towards actually buying the CDs because usually, okay. if they're putting it on Bandcamp, it, they're also usually offering a CD. Um, and most of that happened about the time I subscribed to Spotify that I moved away from buying digital stuff and started either buying a hard copy of the CD or just not buying at all. So I was, that was going to be my second question because I, I like on Bandcamp, it allows artists to sell physical media as well. So like I discovered, um, uh, suddenly it's based on their name, um, out of Sweden and they had, uh, oh, I'm going to kick myself for that later. <laughs> anyway, this band, but they had CDs and then they also had their music on thumb drives that you could buy through Bandcamp, which you can't do on iTunes. Um, but they allow the band to sell physical media through Bandcamp. So I've really liked that. And then it gives the smartphone app that you can kind of play yeah. everything stream that's in your in your catalog. But I was going to ask if using Spotify changed your purchasing it, behavior. So it really it has, did. Um, because I used to buy everything, you know, I didn't use iTunes. I usually bought it off Amazon or Google play because I'm not an iPhone user, but I I would buy all the MP3 albums. And then when I switched to Spotify, I stopped buying MP3 albums because it just, 
mostly, honestly, it was because of the clutter. It felt like I was cluttering up my computer by downloading MP3s and then having to import them into my software and then tag them right and everything. I'm like, this is really time consuming. Then I switched to Spotify. I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about ever organizing anything again. It's just there. And, yeah. but I still wanted to support the artists. So I really switched towards buying CDs because I'm, I'm really terrible about not ever listening, like plugging my phone into my car or anything like that. So yeah. I always just listen to either what's on the radio or what's in my CD player. So CDs seemed like a good way to go so that I could continue listening to full albums. Yeah. I, I still have a CD player in my car and that's exactly it. I still want the physical media. I want the CD and I'll, I'll absolutely get vinyl from uh, some artist. Not everything. I mean, just because they put it out on an LP doesn't mean I'm going to want it. And if it's, you know, I like Bill Maloney, great musician. I love Vigilantes of Love. Audible Sigh was a great album. I, I can't afford to spend $75 for the vinyl reissue, even if it is on, you know, two discs. Mm-hmm. I, it's just too rich for me. So just because it's out there on, on vinyl doesn't mean I'm going to want it on vinyl. But some some of them are like really close to my heart and I, I want to see this on, and there's just something nice about putting the headphones on and dropping the needle. But, um, for, for the most part, I, I want the CD. I want to be able to play yeah. it. My, and I, I know I can hook my, I mean, I, I hook my phone up to a little Bluetooth box to listen to podcasts in the car. So I can, I can do that I with my music it, but... as well. But, and I do that with the kids when they want to listen to something, I'll pull that out. So we're playing something, but there's something nicer about having just, pop in the CD and listen to the it whole is. album. I think for me, it's mostly just the fact that, you know, wherever I turn my car on, it's going to pick up right where I left off. And I know that it, I can listen to the full album and it'll start over again. And I, I can re- listen to it repeated times like that. And with my phone, I'm always going to start at the beginning of the album. And then I'm never going to get to those tracks at the end of the album. And it, it just, it doesn't, play the same way. I got to think about it. It's not just there when I turn my car on. Exactly. And maybe it will be someday. Maybe our technology will get better. I mean, I know there that there are cars that can do real similar things with, you know, your MP3 players and everything built into them, but mine isn't that way. So CDs is still the best way for me. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. So while we're on the topic of, of how you listen to music, so you, you like to listen in your car with CDs. How other than that, how do you listen to music? Uh, do you do you like to listen with uh, headphones, or you have a nice stereo? How how do you listen? So, um, if I'm at home, I'm probably not listening to music unless we're doing like last night. I was playing the Innocence Missions. Um, now the day is done, or now the day is over. It's their Lullabies album, which if any of any of your listeners have like kids that are ready for lullabies, the Innocence Missions um, lullaby album is like by far one of the best. Um, so we were listening to, to lullabies last night at the house and it was just out of the phone because um, it was quiet and it was in the room. Um, if we're having a dance party, you know, my kids are eight and five, almost six. And so we'll put something on the boom box and listen to some music for a quick little dance party and a song or two later it's over and you move on. <laughs> um, so I don't get away with playing a lot of music in the house because it, it distracts from either together time or right. I'm trying to read or I'm trying to watch something. Um, at work, I'll listen to music and that is absolutely with headphones because I just don't want to, 
you know, bother everybody else. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'll, I'll definitely have music there. And some of that's, you know, CDs that I brought with me or uh, just music off my phone, but, um, but always with headphones. And then I, I do have a turntable. Um, so I'll listen to, to some vinyl at home sometimes if, if it's like after the kids have gone to bed and it, that's just going to be with headphones. Um, so what kind of headphones that's, do you that's use? That's been a while. Uh, I actually have these, um, the swivel DJ style headphones, but from mono price. Oh, so yeah. they were like 30 bucks, 25 bucks. Yeah. It's, they're fantastic. I love that they have a detachable um, cable. Yeah. Cable. So yeah, they came with you, like, like a really long, like catches. nice 10 yeah. foot cable. Yeah. They're, they're a fantastic sound, uh, especially for the price. Now I, I mentioned that I DJ at our church. So for that, I've got nicer headphones. Um, and I, gosh, it's been years since I bought them. I want to say, um, they're Sony, but yeah, I, I they're probably you, the Sony MDR V6 or MDR yeah, 7506. They're, they're fantastic. And they still, you know, I've got new pads for them a, a year or two ago and they, you know, they just feel great. But, um, so that's fantastic for that. But, um, you know, I have, I have little cheap Bluetooth uh, headphones for if I'm just like going for a walk. I, I love to get out and get some fresh air and sunshine for my lunch break. So I'll just walk, you know, a mile or two in the neighborhood around my work. And so I'll usually just put on like little Bluetooth so I'm cordless and, and listen to a podcast or listen to some music um, while I'm walking. And those are just, you know, there's there's quality as earbuds. Only I can hear what <laughs> hear the traffic around me a little bit better. So... Well, let's move on to my last topic here, and that's uh, tell me about what you've been listening to lately. What what album or what song is it that you've just been playing like on repeat in your car that you can't get enough of? Um, so lately, there was a guy who did a now he did something really kind of weird. He, uh, his name is Alex Mejias. Um, he he put out a Kickstarter under the name Brother Anders, and um, he has kind of like a, a soul, almost funk sort of vibe. Um, and he did a Kickstarter and he met his goal. And I'd covered it. I thought it was fantastic. He has this one track and it's got this woman singing and it's just, it's really catchy. And um, so then after he met his Kickstarter goal, he launched an Indiegogo as a flex funding. <laughs> I'm thinking, well, you already met your goal, but it's a different crowd. I mean, you might have different people going to Indiegogo than went to Kickstarter and yeah. it's flex funding. So it doesn't matter if you meet their goal, you're still going to make what you get. So at this point, it's just a pre-order mm-hmm. and they're a nice platform for that, which I thought was clever. And um, I had backed the campaign and I just got the the download for that um, like a couple weeks ago. And I'm listening to the whole thing and I get to that song and it's different. That one song he starts singing at the beginning instead of her. Huh. And it was, it was okay. But I like immediately Facebook messaged the guy and said, Hey, I'm listening to the song, like that song. And it's different. What happened? And he's like, yeah, well, my producer thought it would be better if like it was my voice since it's my album, but she does the, the background vocals. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's, that's all cool. Can I get, can I get, <laughs> get the one song? song? <laughs> so he emailed me the one song. And so I threw that on to my, my phone as well. So I've been listening to that one a lot just because there's something really catchy about that. Um, 
And uh, and I have been listening to the Jaylene Johnson and the Branches album, and I know those have come out last year, um, but I still just, you know, I can't shake loose that that they have something in them that they're just really great songs. Other stuff that I'm excited about, um, there's a an '80s metal like thrash band called Deliverance that's um, doing a, a crowdfunding campaign for a new album. Um, I'm excited about that. And then uh, Daniel Lamus. Uh, they're kind of like a an 80s new wave, but they started out as country. And they had this era where they switched from country to rock and roll new wave. And they had just the most bizarre album That's called Horrendous Disc. Quite the switch. I... It's It was a huge switch. And, and this one album really kind of bridged the gap. And they worked with Larry Norman and his solid rock label imprint. And then over the years, there had been all these issues with legal rights and who's got the masters and all this kind of stuff. Well, they've, they finally worked everything out and they're doing a, a remastering for a deluxe issue of that album. So I'm really excited about hearing that. Um, the choir kind of an eighties new waves or not new wave, but just alternative band is reissuing wide eyed wonder, which is an older album from my, I want to say 89, but they're also doing a new album. And so I'm really excited about that. Um, Over the Rhine, I mentioned them, they're doing three albums. So they're doing one, this is a regular album. They're doing one that is like um, hymns and spiritual songs. And then they're doing one that's just Linford doing solo piano, which is solo piano stuff's really cool. So I'm, I pre-ordered that as soon as I found out about it. Like last year? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a lot of music and just such a short amount of time. Yeah. They're doing a lot. Um, so there's there's a lot coming out that I'm I'm very excited about as well. Um, I want to hear. I, I haven't gotten it yet, um, but I I understand the new respects. Is that coming out like in the the, the end it, of this it week? It comes out yeah that... Friday I think. Yeah. So I want that one. And the Eagle Rock Gospel Singers have something that's I think coming out like any day now if it's not out already. Um, I was so excited to hear that they were doing some new stuff, and then I found out it was just an EP, which, you know, okay, it's, it's music that I didn't have before, mm-hmm. but I'm ready for more. And the new Respect, I heard their stuff, and I was so excited, and then I'm like, okay, where do I buy it? Well, it's just a couple singles that are out, and then I find out it'll be an EP, and it's like, okay, I'll buy it, but, like, when does the rest come out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, this is really good music. I'm so, really surprised that they have not put out an album, because, I mean, they've been touring with big bands like Switchfoot and Crowder and... All sorts of stuff. I'm like, how are they touring with the, these guys? And they've never released anything on other than a couple of singles. It, um, I uh, really would have expected them to have put out some kind of album by now. Are they getting airplay that's pulling crowds to them? Or is it just the um, a manager that's saying... Because I, I do know that sometimes it's you actually pay to get on the tour. I'm pretty sure that they're probably paying to get on the tour. I I know they were, at least they were on uh, Capital CMG, which you don't get on a record label like Capital CMG without, (laughs) without that record label putting some money behind you. Yeah. And it's, it's great music. I, but now maybe the fact that they're in all these tours also kind of keeps them from the studio. Yeah. That's very possible. But I'm I'm really looking forward to more of their music. 
yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to Friday. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out Friday that I'm excited about. <laughs> what's, what's, what else is coming out? Of course, by the time somebody listens to this, it, it may have already come and gone. Yeah. But... I'm going to try and release this on Friday. So, um, hopefully you, if you're listening to this, then all this will be out. But, uh, the, the main three things that I had, that I'm looking forward to is the new respects EP, which is called uh, here comes trouble. Uh, Judah and the line is, are supposed to re-release their album folk call folk hop and roll. Uh, and it's supposed to be a deluxe version with like four new songs on it. And they've released two of them as singles already. So that's not so exciting, but I'm still looking forward to that. And then, uh, a band called Knox Hamilton, which is from central Arkansas, which is where I'm from is releasing an album called the Heights. Cool. Now, um, Living Sacrifice was from Arkansas, weren't they? Yes, I believe they are. Uh, I want to say maybe they were from Northwest Arkansas. I can't so quite th- remember. That was another genre I was really into back back in the day. It was Believer and Sacrament and Living Sacrifice and um, kind of that, that sort of thrash metal. Not so much anymore, but every now and then. And yeah. my kids have gotten to where they'll finally say hey, can we listen to some rock and roll? Which typically means like The Call or The 77s or um, U2. You know, those are the three that we usually go to as, you know, this is just straight on, this means rock mm-hmm. and roll. And and they love them. But um, yeah, I uh, I haven't introduced them to anything quite as hard as, as Living Sacrifice or Believer it's, yet. It's a little... Too heavy for for my taste. I don't really yeah. like the heavier side of rock. Uh, I tend to prefer the more poppy side. <laughs> yeah, if it's if it's too much screaming, it it just loses me. But if it, if there's some good singing, I'm I'm pretty good with it. Um, now on the pop side, I I found myself kind of torn at times because there will be somebody like a a big name. And then they just do a pre-order. And I have landed on this as kind of my rule of thumb. Um, uh, what was her name? Not not Britt Nicole. Um, uh, Bethany. What was Bethany's? Bethany, Bethany Dillon. Dillon. Bethany Dillon did a campaign for a new album. And that's just like straight ahead, you know, K-Love pop radio uh-huh. kind of music. And but she does it well and she's doing it on her own and you know, absolutely I will cover that. But then if it's, Hey, you know, well Crowder, I mean, he's, he's on CMG yeah. and American prodigal came out and the, the thing for that was you could pre-order the vinyl. Well, that's, that's interesting and unique and I'm absolutely going to cover that. But if it's just, you know, Hey, somebody's got a new album out and you can pre-order on iTunes or Amazon or Google play. Sorry, I'm I'm just not going to talk about that. Yeah, I feel like I might as well just tell people to go to Walmart. Already, and, they've and they've got it. kind of their own you know, base for marketing exactly. that already. They don't exactly. really feel like you're adding anything to th- to help them. Yep. <laughs> now, if they were now, when Rind Collective did a pre-order for the vinyl, I'm I'm going to tell people about that because where yeah. where else are you going to go? And I mean, if you're if you're into vinyl, where else are you going to go to get that? And here's a chance to get it from the band and kind of let them get more of that revenue. So, so I'm kind of picky choosy with that, but, um, a lot of the pop artists, if it's like already on the radio, 
it's probably just not going to be a, a good fit for me. Um, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, you know, uh, you can't cover everything. And I feel like most of them have plenty of outlets for coverage already. It's, I, yeah. I think your idea is you really want to help the artists that don't have a means of getting their, their news out there. Well, and the, the fans that want to discover new music. So, so I really, on the one hand, what drove me to start it was there was a band or a group I liked. I already knew they did something and I missed it. So out of the gray, I was already a fan and I just missed out. Um, so that's definitely part of what I want to help people with is if you like, you know, search the, the title of the episode, see what, what artist I'm covering. If that's a band you like, now, you know, they're doing something, but the other is music discovery. And I get like, there are tons of ways to find out about music. There's a lot out there. If somebody can help boil that down and tell you, this is some, some great stuff, uh, all in one genre or across the genres. I want to, I want to help with that too. Um, and then helping the artists connect with new, new fans as well. Um, so I really do kind of see it as, as trying to help bring both sides to the table, you know, bring the artists to say, here's some people who might like your stuff, bring the, the fans to say, here's some music you might not have known about. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty satisfying. And with that, I've got to go. So let's wrap this up. Um, thanks Garrett for being on the, I know a guy podcast. If our listeners want to follow you online and keep up with, uh, what you're doing with your podcast and your Facebook page, where can they do that? Uh, you can go to crowdfundingchristianmusic.com. You can go to, um, on Facebook, you can go just search for crowdfunding Christian music. There's a, a Facebook group. You ought to join it. Um, great discussions going on there on Twitter. You can follow it's at the other CCM. Uh, just because I grew up and CCM was the name of the magazine, Contemporary Christian Music Magazine. So crowdfunding Christian music, I just figured, was the other CCM. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess I did get a little clever in there so, with, uh, with the Twitter names. I, like did, your, I, know I did a guy. the same thing with uh, calling it Curating Christian Music as my subtitle because it's CCM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. So, um, so at the other CCM on Twitter – um, or, uh, just on, on Facebook, you can search for crowdfunding Chris music. You'll find a, a page for the podcast, but the, the Facebook groups really where you want to jump in and, and start, start following. And it's not just me posting anymore. It's, you know, we're getting some folks from the community sharing some stuff as well. So. All right. Thank you again for being on here and, uh, thank you for listening and you can find, uh, the, I know a guy podcast on Facebook and you can subscribe to it in iTunes and Google Play. And I've been your host, Noah Hardwick, and you can keep up with all the music that I'm listening to and everything else that's hopefully coming out next week on Indie Vision Music. So thanks for listening.